Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That is Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. We're with you three times a week, so make sure you're subscribed. If you're like, hey, I'm missing a podcast. Uh, by the way, if you're only getting three, you're missing out too because we do take five on Tuesday and Thursday, so really five days a week. And then we're with you on Sundays twice, literally, Logan, and twice on yeah. Sundays. Uh, pre-game on the radio and on YouTube, and then the post-game show on YouTube as well. All right, let's get to the commander's offense versus this Buffalo defense, and then we'll talk to our guy, Sal Capaccio. Uh, this defensive line is far and away the best they have played so far. And then they also, I think the thing that makes this defense really special, Logan, is they might have the best second level in the league. Like, Milano is, is ridiculously really good, good yeah. and he is really a game-changing good. type of linebacker in a position where there just aren't that many dudes that are that good in the league. No, I agree. I, you know, it's funny. I think the defensive line is maybe, maybe, again, like this is probably bulletin board material, maybe a little overrated. Like obviously Ed Oliver has been very productive. He was very productive versus the Jets. But a guy that gets quiet, you know, like he goes through like, oh, look at this game, Ed Oliver. He's the, he's the three technique and then gets a little bit quiet. Obviously very kind of athletically gifted. You know, he's one of these guys who's like 290, 6'1", but super fast and athletic inside. I don't think he's got the hand placement of like an Aaron Donald, for example, but good player, but not like, I don't think he's in that top tier of, you know, I, I personally think Allen and Payne are both better than him. You know what I sure, mean? And sure. So but he's good. He's No, I'm not saying he's a bad football player. Yeah, yeah. Saying, but like, he's, he's, he's not, he's not at that level. Correct. Yes. And so uh, that's, and, he, and you're right. He's very talented. Maybe the best interior player they've played. They've got Gregory Rousseau from, uh, from Miami a couple of years ago, kind of these six, seven freak athlete, but never really, become that elite pass rusher uh floyd is a guy former first round pick i played with him in chicago good player but he's hurt right now and i think like that's that's something i'd say about the front is they brought von miller in to kind of spice it up and he did spice it up but obviously he's hurt right now i don't even know if he's yeah. on the team anymore he's and, uh he's on ir so yeah, he'll be so, back week five yeah so when when he was playing gregory Rousseau played way better and ed oliver played way better because the, the everyone's worried about him without that without the gravity of Von Miller, the front, I don't want to say they become average, but they're not as good. Like, you know, like with uh, with the commander's front, like when Chase is out, we've got two guys who can step in and be very productive because there's three other guys. Here, it's like, it doesn't feel like those other guys are as good, and it really makes that, that defensive line less effective. So, yeah. yes, this is a very talented, like physically talented group, but the production right. has not always matched 
the talent of that group. You know, right. that and if Floyd, sense? yeah. Look, if Floyd is out, which he got hurt and it did not practice on Wednesday, right. like that is, they become a lot closer to what you saw in Denver and Arizona. We yeah. have like a couple of, you have Rousseau on the edge, who's super talented, but if he's your lead guy and you can ship him and you, you don't have to worry about anybody else, um, obviously you have to worry about Oliver a little bit. Like that is, a, that is a very different front. And the, you know, my, my proclamation that they are the best front they've played by far instantly becomes not true. Like when you're missing 25% of what makes you good yeah. um, and probably, you know, in terms of skill, it's a higher percentage than just one dude, but um, that that's a game changer. Floyd, if he's healthy and is out there, like, now you're now you're talking about two pretty good edge players and yeah. a good three technique and that and, and it does separate you from is, Denver and Arizona, albeit it's separating you from Denver and Arizona. And to your point, I do think that this this still is probably the most talented group because they have Daquan Jones, they have uh, Ed Oliver, and I think that's probably the best interior defensive line do. I think Gregory Rousseau is a very good player, but I think um, you know Randy Gregory, for example, is probably more productive than him. Again. He's very talented, but the production's not always there. If, if that makes sense for him as a player, so I do think yep. this is this is a good group. But for whatever reason, the production's not always always at the forefront of this group. If that makes for sense, sure. So, yeah. But I, then again, like as we're talking about, you know, obviously the pass rush that's yeah. that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, I think for the Commanders. But then when you get into the run game, like how do you deal with Milano? That that yeah. becomes a question because he is just all over the field. He also is a guy that's a pretty good blitzer. He's made a bunch of big exactly. plays over the course of his career. So there there is that. And then the other thing too, um, you know, obviously their secondary, Tredavious White has been one of the best corners in football for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Hoyer and Hyde have probably been the best safety duo for one a long the, time in, heard. in the league. Um, uh, I, Hyde has got questionable next okay. to his name. Right. Cool. Um, yeah. Yes, but we'll see. But in talking to to the Buffalo guys yesterday, those guys have, have slowed down a step. Um, yeah. They're not quite as as good as they used to be. They've been at the top of the game for a long time. But the the overarching thing that I think is interesting, and and we can talk to Sal about this, is under McDermott, they've been a little more pressure happy uh, than they were under Leslie Frazier. Frazier, the longtime defensive coordinator, taking the year off. McDermott, the head coach, calling the plays, and so that does worry me a little bit. For Howell, who has had, you know, obviously trouble picking up pressure at times through these first two games, it's probably been his biggest bugaboo. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like, yes. And I think the one thing the one thing you feel good about is that Ron knows Sean McDermott really well. You know, like they are very, very similar. And I think, are, are they defensively, like that's Ron's defense. So um, I think like that makes you feel more confident about like maybe if you can get some tendencies or understand his philosophy, like that's inside baseball for an offense at EB and Sam that is so, so valuable. So you're kind of saying, oh, like, you know, why, like, Ron, why is he blitzing more? Or why is he doing this more? It's like, oh, he's worried about X, Y, Z. And I'm sure they talk and I'm sure they have a great relationship. But this is where that relationship becomes very advantageous. So uh, you asked a couple of questions there. First off, Matt Milano is an absolute beast. Like, he shows up in every facet of the game. He's a great blitzer, interceptions. I think he's leading the team in pick and turnovers for them. Like, he's awesome. He fits the runs well, which is something that he didn't do in the past. Like, he's just 
like sometimes I'll just start the tape and just watch a game, and I'm like, who the heck is that guy? And you're like, oh, that's Matt Milano. Like that's like how he jumps off the tape. He's definitely, in my opinion, after watching two games, he's the best player on their defense for their two through two games. And I agree with the I agree with the Buffalo assessment that those guys in the back end aren't quite aren't quite what they used to be. You know what I mean? Especially the two safeties. Like they're good football players, but they're not like these great dynamic football players that they used to be where they'd kind of scare you ball magnets, all that type of stuff. So I definitely think that probably one of the reasons they're bringing more pressure is a, they can't get home with four the way that they used to be able to with Von Miller in the lineup. So they got to bring more pressure. And also I think they're trying to insulate the back end a little bit more. Like it just makes sense. Like that that's a good group, not a great group. So you got to, when you don't have an excellent group in the back end, like think about, um, I think Seattle's a good example of this Seattle from 2012. Right. They had a great four-man rush. They had a great back end. They never blitzed because they were good in both areas. When one area is deficient, you got to be a little bit more creative and, and work to get pressure. I think also Jonathan Gannon in Philadelphia last year, very low blitz percentage, right? Because he had one of the best D lines in football, and he's got two dudes in the back end in Bradbury and Slay who are awesome. That's the, I guess that's what I'm saying is like this dynamic is not that they don't have right. the, the they don't have the consistent ability to create pressure with four. And the back end can't hold up the way they used to be able to. So you got to get a little more creative. Yeah, definitely. All right. Anything else in terms of the way Washington's run their offense so far this year uh, that you think matches up well or is scary for them uh, for EB? Who, by the way, you know, it is it is different because Frazier's not calling the D anymore, but it's still similar. Like it's the same defense. It's just being yeah. called differently. And EB's got plenty of big game experience against this Buffalo team. Uh, many playoff games, many, many good regular season games where they put up plenty of points. Um, but anything else specific to this matchup that you want to talk about with Buffalo's defense on the field? Um, no, not really. I mean, I just think, I think it's, I think defensively versus this offense, it, it favor, it doesn't favor watching, but the matchup's much more, uh, tenable, right? They don't have this kind of trump card in Josh Allen on defense. You say, we got to really account for this guy. Matt Milano's the closest thing, but he's a linebacker and you can account for that however you want. Right. So yeah. I think it's, I think you feel pretty good about Sam going up against this group. Um, you know, it's not perfect. They're a good group, but I think you feel better about the matchup. Yeah, I am curious to see if EB on the play calling side, you know, if Buffalo starts to really blitz heavy, you know, do they obviously the screen game was a great neutralizer right. last week. Um, you know, what's the run pass balance? Uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, you know, we're recording this Thursday morning. I'm headed to practice here in a little bit and gonna ask ask EB some questions. So uh perhaps there'll be a little more insight. Uh so listen, listen to the radio show uh back for that. Uh, because by the time people hear this, uh you'll have to listen back in podcast form or use the rewind feature on the free Odyssey app. Cha-ching. All right. Uh, Sal Capaccio joins us next here on Take Command.